It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Wait, 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 wait. Welcome back. Welcome back. Remix. This is Porky the Pig. I mean Elmer the Fudd. I mean Bryce. Elmer the Fudd, he says again. It's not <laughs> the. <laughs> and I have the disagreeing Charlie with me. It's Elmer the Fudd. Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> he said it again and he didn't mean to. <laughs> Who is it more like? Is it Porky the Pig or is it Elmer the Fudd? It's Elmer, more, Elmer Fudd. It's more like Porky the Pig for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering Elmer the Fudd isn't a person <laughs> or a thing. Jesus. Oh shit, Bryce. Listen, I I had to uh, I had to instruct uh, children on how what a check is and how to write a check recently and that just oh, made me feel check. yeah 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 it just made me feel really old um and so i think back on like elmer fudd i almost said it again yeah is I old i could tell you almost did yeah is old to us uh and i just feel like i'm just like recently i've just been getting like old signs that i'm like damn I am not young anymore. <laughs> nope. Damn show ain't. Damn show ain't. No, we are not. No, we are not. Uh, Bryce, real quick. Charlie. Have you seen the uh, any of the post-game interviews with Marvin Jones Jr. Where, have, he, where he speaks Spanish? I have now. Okay. Well, it inspired me. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I inspired wanna, you how? I want to do the intro in Spanish. Okay. Like right now. You want to do it? Yeah. Do you know what you say? Well, you have you already have the lines written for me and you because I know no, I definitely no, you're not going to say anything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I I wrote down in English. Yeah, basically what I what I'm going to say. Okay, you're just going to have to bear with me because I'm going to try to translate it real time. Sure. Um, are we gonna are we gonna crack beers first or after? After it, okay. I'll I'll finish with the with the cheers. Okay. All right. I'm a little nervous. So you want me to start from... No, the... I got it. Oh. I'll do the whole thing. Oh, oh, oh okay, like okay. From... So I just get to sit back and listen. Yeah, Watch. yeah. Okay, yeah. hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, you sh- I mean, you should be. Well, here's the thing. I, on the fly like that. I like kind of know Spanish, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not confident enough to like have a conversation with someone who speaks it. Yeah. But I'm constantly asking them how to say things and yeah. I'll like say a phrase. Yeah. Or ask them a question. But yeah. You can roll your R's pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. Um all right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Bienvenido de nuevo. Bienvenido de nuevo. Esto es unsolicited consejo con Carlos y Briso. Me llamo Carlos. Y come hoy y siempre, señor Briso. Briso, esta semana fue muy interesante y un poco loco, pero 
Hablo nomás. Porque primero hablamos pinche fútbol americano de playoffs. Briso. Salud. Salud. <laughs> Are you going to tell me in English what you said? It's obviously very loosely translated. Mm. I'm going to ask someone who speaks Spanish to listen to it. Yeah. And I want them to tell me what I actually said. Okay. All right. like to really translate it. Obviously, unsolicited, I didn't even care. Yeah. I wasn't going to look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so you didn't even use Google Translate there? That was all off the fly? That yeah. was you just. I thought about the phrases yeah. individually, like during the week. Yeah. After I saw Marvin Jones Jr. And I just kind of, yeah. I didn't practice. I didn't really practice it, but I thought about so you didn't, it. A lot. That's not. That's all straight from you. That's not yeah. Google. No, no internet help at all. No, that's pretty good. Thanks. I, like I'm, I'm kind of like you. Obviously, I you know interact with Spanish on a oh, daily. Oh, sorry. I did look up advice. The word advice, because I was going to say adviso, which is yeah. more like please be advised, almost like caution. I yeah. mean, caution is cuidado, but I had to look it up because I was going to use adviso, and I didn't think that was right. Yeah. So it actually is the word consejo. Uh, but I gave you a nickname, a Spanish nickname, Briso. I like it. I um, didn't know your nickname was Carlos. Carlos. That's cool. Carlos is like is Spanish for Charlie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty standard. All right. Um, but yeah, what I said, you know, the whole, this is unsolicited advice with Charlie and Bryce. I'm Charlie and with me today and always yeah. is Mr. Bryce. Yeah. This week was very interesting and a little crazy. Yeah, I've got that one. But I'll say no more. Because first, let's talk some fucking playoff football. Hell yeah. Cheers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's pretty a, good. Thanks. Without any Google Translate, that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, so we, we already did the crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. cracked so, cold ones. Yeah, so we, we cracked them. Uh, they're open. Uh, the juices are flowing. The suds are flowing. And you know what? I bet that'll sound a lot better on one and a quarter speed. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, which I, I can't go back now. I try. Right, yeah, me. Yeah, I like I I listen to all my podcasts like that. So yeah. shout out to Lily. Thank you very much for that hack. Um, I won't ever go back. Uh, so Charlie, um, you know, obviously Marvin Joe Jr. had a great week. Jaguars had a great week, and that's who's going to start out my week for having a great week or a good week. This is Jacksonville Jaguars, Charlie. Yeah, they beat their. I guess you could call him a bigger brother. And in Tennessee, they have, been. they have been. And Trevor Lawrence secures the dub, gets his first playoff appearance. Doug Peterson, you could argue coach of the year at this point. Yep. Uh, Brian Dayball is up there as well. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I think. And I, and I guess uh, something we forget about is Kevin O'Connell. He'll be up there. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yep. Um, they felt it felt like the Vikings were more set up for success, though. Yes, than and the, the other Giants. Two. Yeah, and, 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 the, and Jags. the Jags. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like the Jags are having a really good week, Charlie. Yep. Jags are having a great week. Yep, I would agree. Who's your bad week? Uh, my bad week is Cowboys. Um, do you know what the the I'm just and we'll talk about it obviously when we talk about the game here about this week, but the only and Jason Garrett screwed the Cowboys more than anyone else because he mentioned. That the Cowboys don't play as well or don't or don't play as fast on natural grass fields as they have on yeah, turf I heard fields, that. and then all of a sudden it's a thing. It's a it's a deal. 
Reporters are asking Micah Parsons about it, comparing his stats to turf and grass. And although there are some similarities between playing the both, you have to look at the teams who they played, when they played, where they played, how they played in those games. It's like, it's a deal now. So it's like, hey, he would know though. I, I just like, I, it's the Cowboys got shredded by Sam Howell and the, the defense. Washington Commanders. I mean, Dak Prescott. Tried to throw a bad, pick six. Bad. He failed the first time, so we bad. threw the exact same pass to the exact same Listen, guy. They came into the playoffs last year pretty solid. They're, it feels like they're limping into the playoffs this year. Yeah. Feels like they're limping in. Dak looks they like had shit an opportunity recently. for the number one seed. Yeah. And they, yeah. they came out and did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lost to Philly against their backup quarterback. Um, no, sorry. They beat Philly barely against their backup quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, it just feels like they're limping in, Charlie. The Cowboys are having a bad week because now the only thing that's being talked about with the Cowboys is that Tom Brady's undefeated against the Cowboys. And then it's talking about how they have to go and play on a grass field and that they just, because it's grass, God knows because it's grass, they're just not going to win because that that's what the stats say. So it's just like all this stuff feels like it's stacking up against the Cowboys to go out and just go lay an egg this this weekend. It so, wins, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Charlie, yeah, Cowboys having a bad week, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, you want my good week or my bad week first? Um, bad news first. Not the bad news, Bears, but bad week for the Lions. Mm. Um, really unfortunate. That you think they it get was, though? Out. You think it was? Well, spoiler alert, they're also my good week. Okay. They're okay. same team. Okay. Bad week because they were that close. Yeah. And then they had to go out and play a game after finding out they just got eliminated barely and then they go out have a winning record for the first time since who knows when and knock out their division rival of the playoffs after all this talk about Aaron Rodgers no one was picking the Lions to win except well on NBC it said America's pick was the Lions and then Tony Dungy was the only Only one one. of the eight to pick them yeah um so it was a good week also to be the Lions. I think they went out on a on a great note and that's frankly that that's a team no one to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um Charlie, I know obviously Black Monday has come and gone. It's not as dark of a Black Monday. No, kind of surprising, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of surprised now. There was a lot of firings. It just didn't happen to be a lot of head coaching firings. A lot of offensive coordinators are getting interviewed, but also getting fired. A couple defensive coordinators are on yeah. the out. Maybe a couple retiring. Um, so that right now, the head coaching vacancies in the NFL stand at five right now, and no one's been hired yet. Um, but there's five vacancies: Carolina, Denver, Arizona, Indianapolis, and Houston. Those are the five teams all looking for a new head coach. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, that I don't means... think it's necessarily done. No, I uh, well, you think? You think? I think it's done. I think it, there's a who there's a possibility of who? one who playoff team head coach who McCarthy I, McCarthy. You think so? Jerry Jones already came out last week saying McCarthy's yeah, safe no matter but what. He kind of beat around the bush and left the possibility open, and I I mean. Because, you think if they go out and lay an egg this weekend? Because of Sean be. Payton's availability yeah. and interest in this particular job, I think it's a possibility. I could see it. Someone's head is going to roll. Yeah, I could see it. Um, 
I'm surprised Dan Quinn hasn't gotten interviewed for more of these He's vacancies. He's been asked by the Broncos. Right. He's been, or they've, like, they've asked. No one else has asked him. Like, why? I, that's why I want to know why. Because they're, why about that? their defense in the past, like, six weeks uh, hasn't been stellar. Yeah. It's probably been bottom half of the league. Yeah, but I don't know. That's I think that's more Kellen Moore in the offense than it is the defense. But I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to judge. They gave I mean, up, like, 40 points to the Texans. Listen, I understand that point. But, like, you could say the same argument against Baltimore and Baltimore's defense and Baltimore's offense. Their offense has been absolutely terrible, even though their defense has been been playing relatively well it looks like their defense isn't because they keep continuously giving up points because they're on the field the whole damn time right uh, trust me i lived through this the whole year this year all right so um yeah there were some heads that rolled obviously some head coaching vacancies some defensive coordinators some offensive coordinators a lot of offensive coordinators it feels like are getting more requests for interviews and defense coordinators would you agree yep it just seems like that's kind of where the league is going at this point. Yeah. Um, Everyone wants to keep up with the Joneses as far as Well, I think it makes mind. sense, though, right? Like, I, I think it makes sense because, like, you know, look at Dan Campbell. Like, they go out and they have a great freaking year. Ben Johnson is probably the hottest candidate right now, and that's the Lions offensive coordinator. If you're the Lions and you lose Ben Johnson go be a head coach, you lose you lose a lot of momentum from where you just left off the season. So it's like... I feel like that's kind of where the league is going just because all these owners and GMs are sick and tired of losing an offensive coordinator, then they sputter the next year, and then trying to find There's the another youth. candidate for Coach of the Year. Hey, check this move out by Dan Campbell. Yeah. In the first few weeks, he fired his offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn. Defensive I, coordinator. Anthony Lynn was the, I'm almost positive, was the offensive coordinator. Was he? I thought he fired... Thought he fired the defensive coordinator. When did he? Well, he had Anthony Lynn on staff. He as did the offensive coordinator. Okay. And maybe he fired him in the off season. Okay. We'll have to. I'll have to go back and look. I at thought that Ben Johnson was the OC all year long. Like no one knew who he was. Because I, I remember after right after um, Anthony Lynn was fired, the Niners grabbed him as their running backs coach. That mm. could have been in the off season. Mm. I'll have to go back and look. Um, I'll probably do that right this second, but. I feel like he did that maybe training camp. Or I feel like it was after the season started. Let me look. I'll look. But uh, continue on. Yeah, so um, obviously Arizona uh, fires Cliff Kingsbury, which I think is probably the most interesting move that we saw. I think Charlie and I expected that um, pretty easily here. But, um, you know, they're also looking for a GM as well. So that, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um but yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I think it's it'll be interesting to see. Um, a lot of these, um, Sean Payton is making his rounds. That was a Black Monday thing from last year. Okay, Anthony Lynn. Sorry. So I so my question is this, Charlie. Like, if you're Sean Payton, which I think we would all agree, Sean Payton's probably the hottest candidate for any of these jobs, no matter what. That doesn't mean he's applying or interviewing for all of them, but I think he would be the number one option for any and all of these. Him and Jim Harbaugh are going to be very hot commodities. So if you're Sean Payton though, Charlie, are you leaving TV for any of these five jobs? Yes. Which one? Um, it won't be the Panthers because the Saints won't allow it. Yeah, that has, yeah, yeah. But I would, I would have to say the Broncos. (laughs) 
You think he does leave for the Broncos? I would say that would be of the five that are available. Yeah. I would say that's probably the most attractive, and he may not hate the idea of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. He may not hate the idea? So Arizona could be a second. Okay. But there, but there's already rumors that DeAndre Hopkins could get traded in the offseason. Well, there is that. There's a lot of rumors swirling that he's going to get traded this offseason. Because um, it sounds like Arizona might go full rebuild at this point. With they already have their quarterback, so they're good. Whether the new head coach wants them or not, right? It sounds like they might go full rebuild. That's kind of the rumors that I've been hearing. Now, Houston is interesting for for a couple of reasons, actually. Oh, well, I don't think so. Because as far as the rebuild goes, it's not like you have a lot of stripping to do. It's pretty much already stripped. You already mm. have all the cap space. You have a ton of draft capital. And there are a few key pieces, left tackle, stud running back, young running back, um, and a couple of defensive players. I mean, Derek Stingley, if if he Mm -hmm. turns out to be something. Yeah. I wonder if they regret drafting him over Sauce. But, uh, I mean, there are some pieces there with capital and things to do. And and really a head coach. Brandon could, Cooks is already once out again. And I would expect that. And yeah. that's not a young, you know. You, Just you, collect more cap and collect more draft capital. Right. I don't blame them. Um, but there, that's interesting, although there's obvious dysfunction moving up, including, I would say, Kyle McNair. Um, Stephen A. Smith screams racism. But um, I think. If you were a head coach, I would if I and I would consider the Houston job. I would come in and not want the GM to be there anymore. Fire if you're Nick a Casario. black head coach, are you even are you are you can are you gonna consider the Houston job? Considering the last D'Amico two head Ryan's coaches, played there. I understand that, but considering the last and two coaches turned both, down an opportunity, they asked about D'Amico Ryan's, and he, he said, said no. Yeah, D'Amico wow. did, not Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, right. So. Good. Yeah, Good for D'Amico. Be, yeah. Because, like, literally the last two coaches both have been of color. They're one and dones for no reason. Now, we did – both of us, Bryce, said that we both we both thought that those were one-year rentals when they were hired. Um, yes. The David Cully hire they was – They ran out of time. They exactly. didn't get who they wanted. Right. And exactly. so they needed to fucking put someone in there. And then they were the only ones who wanted to interview Lovey Smith, which is why it felt like – these guys were set up for failure. Well, Lovey Smith begin. was on the staff with David Culley. He was the defensive coordinator last year. Right, but again, he but they was... pulled him out of Illinois, and, and who had a losing record at Illinois. Correct. The university. So, yeah, it, I don't. I think it was more these were one year rentals than it is racism. Um, I mean that's just what I think i don't know for a fact but that's that's just we've we've thought that from the get-go on both of those guys so all right are you ready to go into this uh week 18 games let's do it okay uh charlie chiefs raiders saturday during the day uh you know charlie i i i'm not gonna call you out all right, but um, you had a lot of really nice words to say about Jared Stidham, and I will give you credit. He did look really good. 
But he damn sure didn't in this game. No, he had numbers, but he did not look good. He didn't look good. Mm-mm. He didn't look good. Uh, I think the biggest highlight from this game was um, the the loop-de-doo that the Chiefs ran and then ended up scoring a touchdown off. Even yeah. though it got called back, they still scored a touchdown on it. Yeah. Um, little dozy doe. But Ring around the I was rosy. more impressed with the Chiefs' defense. It, I know we kind of talked about it last week, and I know they were playing the Raiders, but the way the Raiders looked last week against you guys, what top-tier team, and then the way they looked this week, two very different teams, I wasn't so sure if that was because of the defense, if that was because of a lot of different things. Well, also, we have to consider this. I, I can't imagine it's pure coincidence at this point. Everyone the week after playing the 49ers loses. Mm. Yeah. And they've, I mean, their teams are beat up, frankly. Yeah. I mean, even Pete Carroll said that they were they're not basically insinuating that we're not looking forward to playing the Niners. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I said, Charlie, like I, I don't really want to talk too much about this game because it was really, it was over really by the end of the first half. Um, but it was chiefs lock up the number one seed officially and they move on. Um, and we finally get word that if, if the chiefs play the bills in the AFC championship game, that game will be hosted by Atlanta Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Interesting, yep. interesting move. I wonder they, if it happens, I'll be curious to hear why the NFL picked that their explanation behind that. To see if like they did the calculation between the miles between the two, it's definitely more. It feels like I and again I don't know the exact mileage, but it feels like way more travel for Buffalo than it would be for Kansas City. I I would think that, but it's I mean I think it's actually pretty dang close. You think? Yeah, Kansas City's kind of far, kind of far away. Yeah, it's further yeah. away than one might think. I am still of, surprised that they picked an indoor place. Like both these teams are used to playing in cold weather, but I think it was just the NFL being so vanilla and just not wanting weather to I think play a part in the game. No well, matter what. I think it's to make sure there's people in the stands because if it's at a neutral site, people may not want to. Either the people that are there may not want to go to this game if it's going to be in bad weather and they're not a fan of the team, or if people are traveling, they'd rather them travel at least to go to an indoor game. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, wonder I don't if know. that has something to play. Yeah. I, I bet it does. Like I said, I'll be curious to hear the NFL's explanation. If it happens, that's the only way we'll get an explanation. But right. I'll be curious to hear um, what their explanation is if we do finally get one. But. All right, Chuck, let's move on to probably one of the, the most meaningful game of the weekend, which was a really good game, and I enjoyed watching it with you as well. Uh, one of the few games we actually did get to watch together, Titans-Jaguars. Um, you know, Charlie, I know we talked about this while we were watching the game, but um, two things here. Jacksonville seems to be their own worst enemy at times, and then I don't understand how bad Malik Willis has to be that... Josh Dobbs gets the start after being there for less than a month. And Malik Willis has been there for 18 weeks. And Josh Dobbs gets the start over Malik Willis. That's concerning. Now, the Titans did fire their offensive coordinator, which is interesting 
after everything. Um, but it, what I mean, what what do you what do we even think, Charlie? Is is Malik just that bad? I mean, there was a lot of rumor. I know you talked about it last week with Malik and the bridge between you know Liberty and then the NFL, and I get that part. But I, and I don't want to bring up the same shit we talked about last week. But it just and Dobbs actually didn't even play that bad. He played pretty well. Twice, I mean, twice in a row, considering yeah. everything. I mean, he obviously had bad mistakes. Yeah. Like, but interceptions like, and shit like that, but yeah, considering everything that happened and where he was at, I mean, I thought he played solid. I would have thought that the Jags should have played a little better in this game. Yeah, and like I said, it, it and Trevor Lawrence did miss some throws, blatant throws. There yeah. was one very obvious touchdown he should have had, and of course, we both had Zay Jones, and it was two Zay Jones, and of course. Trevor Lawrence threw him like he was a 10-foot giant, and it went way yeah. over. So, Daly definitely took a hit there. Uh, both of us were pissed about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Like it, it, like I said, it feels like Jacksonville's their own worst enemy. Would you agree? Yeah, and I hope that – that was basically Trevor Lawrence's first playoff game. Right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't that impressed. The defense won that game. As crazy as it is, and that defense isn't even that good. No. So they... That Trevor defense... played well enough to win that game. I don't want to take anything away from him. He didn't play great, but he... Josh Dobbs and the Titans were on a drive to go win the ball game. Yeah. When he threw a pick six, and that's the pick six sealed yeah. the game. Yeah. And Trevor sucked in daily. That that was a big... That was a big... You know, you add an extra touchdown on that, I think it's a different story, but, you know, still, he, he only had 11 points on daily, and that... That really hurt. All right, let's move on here. Um, Panther Saints, I don't really want to talk much about this game, Charlie. It was an absolutely gross game. All I want to say is that the Panthers now officially have the ninth overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, in my opinion, it's got to be a quarterback. It's got to be a quarterback. I think uh, we heard from our GM after the game, and you know he had mentioned some, some obviously, some points of emphasis for the team moving forward. Um, tough loss though. We lost Austin Corbett towards ACL in this game. Mm. Yeah, week eighteen. That's a tough loss. He played. He was probably one of our best offensive linemen all year long. Most consistent, I would say. Yeah. And so that's a really tough loss. So I think Cade Mays is ready to step into that role if they can slide him in as a guard. Um. So look for that moving forward. But they're you know I think they'll re-sign Bozeman as well. But um. Panthers have number nine, the number the ninth overall pick, and I think it has to be a quarterback. Our, our GM mentioned someone to pair up with Brian Burns, a quarterback potentially, and uh, I think uh, a tight end was also mentioned as well. And you know, Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas, fine, dual purpose guys, right? But like, if, you probably need a stud guy. Yeah, it, I mean, you can't clone Travis Kelsey. But if you had a pure pass catching guy, that would be ideal. Yep. That would that would be ideal. Any of these things going to be addressed in free agency? Do you think? Um, free agency, maybe. I don't think quarterbacks address in free agency. I think they they know they've bitten it on free agency. I do think they will continue to keep Sam Darnold. I do, and I think that'll be good for the team as well as he played towards the end of the year. I'm not saying Sam Darnold is perfect, but it would be good for Sam Darnold to compete against a rookie, in my opinion. 
And Sam Darnold may start over that rookie, and that is fine. That I would I would be okay with welcome that. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it just I think I think you have to bring Sam back at the very least. You have to bring Sam back. Um, but they're still. I, what pisses me off is that they're still holding out hope for Matt Corral as well. And I know they didn't really get a good chance to see him, but I don't know. I I personally don't see it. I didn't see it very. I didn't see it last year. I still don't see it here. I think they might change their minds. I think what they could do is if they draft a quarterback at nine, I think they'll keep three. I think they'll keep whoever they draft at nine. I think they'll keep Sam Darnold. And then Matt Corral would be the third. I think PJ Walker probably hits the road at that point. Um, But, you know, again, it is what it is. I can't guarantee that. But I will say, I don't see the Panthers. I don't like there's, there's picking up interest for Derek Carr. I don't see it. Um, I just think the Panthers have learned their lesson. I think if they're gonna go, if they're gonna draft, and especially if they hire an offensive coordinator, they're gonna tell that offensive coordinator, okay, pick whichever quarterback you want in the draft, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to go get that guy. Um, and they have the capital to do it for the most part because the McCaffrey trade. I'll be a little worried to see what we have to give up for it because hopefully it's not a Trey Lance type issue. Or a Trey Lance type trade, but again, you gotta do what you gotta do. If you believe in the guy, you believe in the guy, and you know you do you do what you do moving forward. Yep. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Bucks Falcons, another game that happened, but absolutely had no. Uh, Desmond Ritter gets his first win. Yes, and Desmond Ritter looks good. He looked good. He looked good in that game. And I know the Bucks weren't like trying their hardest in this game because there really wasn't they, anything to play for. They but pulled the starters after a while. I would like. I know a lot of people are burned on either Drake London or Kyle Pitts. I, I wouldn't like next year in fantasy. I'm telling you right now, okay. I wouldn't shot like those guys are going to be late round grabs that could win you a fantasy championship next year. Yeah, because the Ritter to Drake London connection is very real. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that was really good at the end of the year, uh, and I really believe that'll be good for them moving forward. Um, and I just, I if if Desmond Ritter can continue that, Kyle Pitts is probably better than Drake London. It, it's going to continue. Like those guys will be mentioned. Uh, and they're gonna get their shots. They're gonna they're gonna get their plays. It, it just there's no way they won't have success. There's just no way. There's no way. So Desmond Ritter like what they found in Algier. Yeah, exactly. Like they they have some pieces. Atlanta's gonna be sneaky good next year. Dean Pease, their defense coordinator, retires, so they got to fill that role. But like between Algier, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like. Should they be number one overall, number two overall? No, but like all of those guys will be solid fourth to fifth round draft picks. That like, like I could see Algier being a starting like RB one, RB two fringe guy all year next year. Oh yeah, I could absolutely see that. Yep. So we'll see moving forward, but um, keep your eye. The I know people probably got burned by some Falcons players this year, but next year might be a different story. The amount of cl- one score games they lost this year, I think they could do a Lions thing next year. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, turn I like some a, of those into wins. Right. I like I said, I know people got burned, but but I do think those guys will have fantasy success next year. I do truly believe that. All right, Chuck, let's move on here. Patriots Bills. You know, what an emotional day. What a freaking way to open this game up. You know, Naheem Hines has two plays. Um, 
you know, two kickbacks to run it. Uh, opening play of the game, he runs it back for a touchdown. The fans were going crazy. I got goosebumps. Tony Romo was talking about it. They all had goosebumps. It was just such an emotional moment. It was so cool to see. I love how Buffalo is like right on top of the field. Like even more so than the Packers and things like that. Like it's just so cool. The the fans were going absolutely bananas. Like such a cool moment. And the Patriots really tried to do their best to stay in this game, but it just and I think the Patriots had to have known in the back of the mind it, this day was not for them. Right. This day was not for the Patriots. Every time I saw the replay of that, and probably for the rest of my life, every time I see the replay of that, I will get goosebumps. Yeah, hundred percent. Just talking about it. And the call, goosebumps. the call was perfect. Tony yeah. Romo, and I can't even remember who does it with Tony Romo, but Jim Nance. Jim Nance. They both did a phenomenal job of speaking, letting the crowd noise in, speaking. Moments of silence are key there, Charlie, to kind of soak in the moment. I thought they both did a phenomenal job of, of kind of letting the moment play out, but also adding their commentary in there. I thought it was great. Like I said, the Patriots, it just it wasn't meant for them this day, and that is completely fine. Um, unfortunately, it means that they had to exit from the playoff scenario, um, but I think that was meant to be here, uh, and the Buffalo Bills were just the better team. Yep. Buffalo Bills also, Mike Hyde, might be coming back for this next game. Wow. He was designated for return off of the IR. That's a really big, really big return. If he can come back and start playing well for them, that's a big, big return for them in the secondary. I would say so. All right, Chuck, let's move on. Vikings-Bears, another game that happened, and that's probably about it. Um, But I will say the Bears, not by their own doing, but the Bears lock up the number one overall seed here, Charlie. Or, sorry, number one overall draft pick. Yep. And, uh, again, they can thank Lovey Smith for that one. You got anything to touch in on that one? Nah. Justin Jefferson comes a little bit shy of the overall record for rookie or for receptions, yards in a year. Um, he needed like 197, though. He needed a big, big day. Yeah, yeah. So, a question that I saw on Twitter the other day, Charlie, and I think it's a great question. I told you at the beginning of the year that I truly believe Justin Jefferson would be the best wide receiver. and I got a little lucky there, but he was. I do think Cooper Cup would have challenged him if Cooper Cup was healthy for the majority of the year. Unfortunately, he was not. But, Charlie, if you have the number one overall draft pick in your fantasy league next year, who are you taking, Austin Eckler or Justin Jefferson? Christian McCaffrey. Really? Oh, yeah. Over Eckler. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I feel good about it. I I would not, but I understand your reasoning. I understand your reasoning. Um, all right. Any more to add on to that game? Uh, well, let me just say... Well, never mind. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Next game. Uh, Ravens at the Bengals. Another game that happened... Um, you know, this was an absolute shit show from the Ravens start starting Anthony Brown, not even a snoop, uh, Huntley, um, you know, the, the Ravens are who the Ravens are. Um, we finally got word. It sounds like Lamar is going to miss the playoff game as well. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately that looks like a very quick exit for the Ravens again this year. Um, it just, it's a, it's bad news for the Ravens. 
And they're in a really tough, tough spot. They're definitely stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, Tyler Huntley did play today or practice today. It's not even Tyler Huntley at this point. It's no, just, but it's he a gives combina- them a better chance than Anthony Brown does. Oh, way better chance. I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, and, and I feel like the Ravens defense has been playing well, but people haven't really accepted that because they've been on the field basically the entire time. Yeah. Um, and they, the, the Ravens just can't get anything going. I am still surprised. Like, I do think, I still think that if the Ravens finish out the season this weekend, if they lose, I, I still have just kind of like you do with um, Mike McCarthy. I have, I kind of have a feeling Greg Roman might get fired. He could. I, I think he should. I, I don't know that they will. If they, if Lamar walks, Greg Roman's gone. If Lamar's still there, it may not. I, I think he might still have a job. I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, and it like whether Lamar will be there or not is even tougher to say. Um, so I don't know, Charlie. I, I know the Bengals didn't look great here, but I don't think they had to. I, I know that they're ready to play in this next game. And Joe Burrow knows that playoffs is a, is a different beast than regular season. I think he's going to be ready to roll. Yeah. Anything, anything else there? Um, I do. Kind of, I expect it to be competitive. Kind of. I, I, I like AFC North competitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, truthfully, I think Joe Burrow. I would pro of all the quarterbacks. You'd rather in the, have play- Joe? in the playoffs right now. I would take Joe Burrow. Yeah, over uh, Allen and Mahomes. Yeah, probably. I probably would still take Mahomes. Yeah, I'd still take. I, Mahomes. I understand why, but. Joe Burrow got sacked. How would you nine. rank? So I'm very curious, and this has been a, a hot debate um, that hey, I've would, seen. If on Patrick Twitter. Mahomes got sacked nine times in a game, do you think he pulls out a win? I don't. I think he could. I don't think he would. I think that's how good he is. Joe Burrow pulled, got sacked nine times in a playoff game last year and won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dude. So I w- I'm curious to hear your answer to this. Rank for me, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. How are you ranking them? One, two, three. How are you ranking them? Mahomes, and, Allen, Burrow. Well, look, give me the situation. Are you talking about for the playoffs this for year? For one game, if you had, if you needed to go out and go win one game. Now, fuck that. If you wanted to go start a franchise, if you wanted to go start a franchise today, all right, if you're the Houston Texans and you could give whatever it took to go get Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen, who would you go get? Give me your order. It might be Joe Burrow. Number one? It might be. Okay. Who's your two? Mm. See, if it was one game, it might be Josh Allen. It might be Patrick Mahomes. It might be Joe Burrow, but one game versus starting a franchise is a lot different. Yeah. Because... Patrick Mahomes scoots around. Josh Allen tries to fucking put a hurt on defenders. Correct. So that's a possibility to. So I I, I don't know. I kind of like Joe Burrow for starting a franchise. Okay. Um, yeah. I probably would go if I was starting a franchise. 
I would probably put him Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Only I like Allen over Burrow just because of what Allen can do with his legs. And I I just think Mahomes is the most unique passer. Right. I mean, he just I mean, his arm town alone is is just phenomenal. Like, There's no one in the NFL as poised yes. as Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. And his arm talent is insane too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's nothing against Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I really, I really, really believe in Joe Burrow as a quarterback. I love his moxie. He's got it. I just think, obviously, those other two guys can do, a, they're a little bit more athletic than Joe Burrow is. Yeah. And so that's why I would take him. That, that, would, that would literally be all it would, it would come down to. All right, uh, next game, Texans-Colts. We don't really have to talk about this game besides the fact that Lovey Smith leads his team to a victory. And then they fire a him the next day. A thrilling one. A thrilling win. Thrilling win. But the Bears lost, right? And the Bears played. The Bears was finalized before this game. So the Bears had basically given up the number one seed, right? The te- if the Texans lost, the Texans would get the number one seed. The Texans end up pulling out a win. Lovey Smith gets his team down. Davis Mills gets his team down. Scores a touchdown. Scores a two-point conversion. Seals the win over the Colts. And Lovey Smith was the one who decided to go for a two-point conversion. So what I've been hearing all week long is that Lovey Smith, all leading up to this point, had gotten the vibe that the Houston Texans were going to fire him at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he probably knew, and he's like, F it. Uh, yeah, F you guys. I'm going I'm for the win, win yeah. and I'm going to screw your draft pick because I won't be here to deal with it. And he did exactly that. He did exactly that. Um, impressive, uh, to say the least, uh, for for Lovey to to just battle through that and, and make that happen. But, Charlie, other than that, I don't really know that there's much to talk about this game because it was just the bad playing worse. Yep. Um, Jeff Saturday really wants the head coaching job, but he just lost seven straight. I know he's going to get consideration just because he's more going consideration to. than he deserves a thousand times over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't think it matters at this point, and I, I, I don't know. I'll be curious to hear who the interview list is for uh, Indy because I, I really don't know who they're going to interview. All right, let's move on here. Jets Dolphins, another game that. You know, meant something to the Dolphins, but not to the Jets. The Dolphins end up getting a win, six to nine. Uh, Skylar Thompson has to come in and play a majority of this game, uh, and he st- he started the game. He started the game. Yeah, okay. Teddy, right. Teddy was the reserve. That he was, was backup. Okay, so that was last week. Teddy hurt his hand. Yeah, I see. I, I'm like, I'm but, like, you know, but I'm like getting this. Teddy started. He dressed, but he was the emergency backup. Basically. Okay, all right. Um, so Skylar Thompson, not great. Jets defense is good. Yeah. Skylar Thompson didn't look great in this game where he No. I don't know how I don't know what he is or isn't at this point, but you know, Dolphins get a win. I think that's all that matters. Dolphins are officially in the playoffs, even though I imagine it's probably gonna be a quick exit for them, Charlie. Yeah, I do too. I think that there needs to be serious consideration to two of retiring. Up. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I agree. I think Mike McDaniels knows that. Yeah. And I think almost he would he, encourage he, he that. He kind of alluded to that. I think he would encourage that at this point. Because when they're asking if Tua could play, he's like, look, I'm more, much more concerned about Tua like, being a human being, basically. Yeah. 
So I like being okay as a like as a human <coughs> and uh yes. So I I think it's really unfortunate for Tua, especially after this year that he had. Um but this year that he had was three concussions. It just seems like the poor guys had injury after injury, and it just hasn't gotten any better for him. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I, I don't think it's very long before the Dolphins are in the quarterback market again. I just don't. I just I, I think I, I don't think it's I don't think they're far removed from that. But all right. Uh, so Charlie, obviously we know the Jets uh, finished the season with a disappointment here, but uh, they do end up firing Michael Floor. Um, it sound and then their GM makes the comments today that they are only the quarterback away from being a playoff contending team. Yeah, I totally and that, agree. And that they are willing to pay for a veteran quarterback to go get it. So, Charlie, how long before Derek Carr gets traded to the Jets? <laughs> well, see, I was thinking Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the move. Because, you think? Because Mike LaFleur was coaching Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Two yeah. years ago, yeah. Um, but it's it's. I think it's going to be between those two, Jimmy G and Derek Carr. Yeah. So I'm curious to see. Like, obviously, you know, we won't get into it now. It'll be worth the discussion to talk about Derek Carr's contract uh, once he does get traded to the team because he's getting paid like a top five quarterback in the league. He's getting paid not like, top five, but it, is next, he not next year? He's getting paid like thirty mil a year. Yeah, believe it or not, that's not top five. Wow. So, I mean, like, in terms of quarterbacks, as far as quarterbacks go, it's not, like, outrageous. Um, but, I mean, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it, it's probably palatable. Next year, it jumps up to, like, 43, unfortunately. Mm. But, obviously, there will be restructuring and this and that. All right, uh, you good on that one? Yep. All right, let's move on. Brown Steelers, another game that truly didn't mean anything. Uh, it meant something for the Steelers, but they were out of this thing before the game even ended. Um, all that matters for the Steelers is that they ended up with a winning season. Mike Tomlin once again does it. They go nine and eight to finish the year. Hey, they were they were a field goal away from being in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I thought that I actually thought it was going to happen. I thought the Steelers were they needed the Patriots to lose and they needed the Dolphins to lose. The Patriots lost and the Dolphins barely freaking won yeah, against the Jets goal. 9 to yeah. 6. I mean, I thought it was going to happen for them. Yeah. Um so Browns end up firing Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator in an interesting move. Joe Woods. Joe Woods, thank you. Sorry, I don't know where Barry came from. Um I, there's still no word on whether uh, Matt Canada. It's Matt Canada, right? Yep. There's still no word on if Matt Canada is going to be gone or not. I'll be curious to see if that happens. Um, but they did just. So, yeah, I went back and forth on this in my brain the other day because they just went. They finished the season like six and two. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I don't know what you do with the Browns. It'd Bra- probably like, be hard. I, to I think fire the Browns. I think Kevin Stefanski kind of knew coming into this year that it, hopefully the GM, who I don't remember what his name is, hopefully he remembered that you know 
you got Deshaun Watson. You did the whole Deshaun Watson thing. And then, you know, coming into this, you kind of knew that this year was probably going to be a wash. You know, Deshaun didn't look great, but I imagine that will probably change next year. Um, I also would imagine that the Browns will probably make a move in either free agency or the draft for probably another wide receiver of some sort, some type of offensive weapon, what they do with Kareem Hunt, because Kareem Hunt had requested a trade early on in the year. Um, But I would imagine that this offense... He did walk it back, but... He he did. I, I would imagine that this offense is probably a little bit more retooled going into next year and looks a little different, um, kind of running the same schemes, though. And I, I expect Deshaun Watson to look a ton better next year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I, I think Deshaun Watson is probably a fantasy-relevant quarterback next year. Yeah. Uh, and moving forward, I think uh, he'll be something to keep on the radar for sure. Uh, so, Charlie, let's move on to the next one. We have the Chargers at the Broncos. Um you know, I don't know how stupid Brandon Staley is, um, but once again, it just seems like they can't stay away from any injuries. Uh, they continuously put guys out there in a game that meant absolutely nothing. Uh, and once again, Mike Williams goes down. Uh, they lost some offensive linemen. They were lose. They were dropping like flies. It felt like, and they just couldn't stay healthy. Um, they end up losing this game too. Um, and, and so it really didn't matter for the Chargers, and I'll be really curious to see what happens against the Jaguars moving forward this week. But now, you know, you had Keenan Allen and you had Mike Williams healthy. Now Mike Williams is out. So now you only... Questionable. Well, probably out because it seemed like a back. It didn't seem like... seemed it's, like it's, he was more questionable than he was... It's a bruised back. He's he's officially listed as questionable. Okay. All right. But regardless, yes. he still makes your offense a lot better when he's on the field than he is when he's off the field. Yeah, it's shocking how how good that offense is when both of those guys are on the field. And I am usually a proponent of coach player guys the last week, even if it doesn't matter, because even even if it's for a half. Right. Having said that, if you have the two Literally the two most injury-prone yeah. wide receivers, and those two wide receivers make your offense go, yeah. maybe think about it for an extra second. You would think, right? You would um, think. But it, I, I hate like taking that side of it just because I, I am very much like for playing your players until someone gets hurt. Then it's like, mm. well, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. But, but I mean, these guys – have played on the field together for six games this mm. year. Yeah. That's because they're both hurt all the damn time. Yeah. Maybe just consider that, Brandon Staley. You would like to think so. You would like to think so. You better go into into Jacksonville and play a hell of a game, and then everyone will forget. Yeah. Yeah. If. Uh, but, Charlie, Russell Wilson looked pretty good in this game. Yes. Slinging it all across the yard. There was one throw he was fading to the left sideline, threw it against his body, straight down the sideline on a rope. On a rope. I, I I don't think Russell is broken. I do truly believe it was Nathaniel Hackett. It, I mean, I, I 1,000%, you know, I've been beating that drum all year, but um, uh, Barstool's big cat quarterback power ranks came out. Yeah. And Russell was, uh, his, his rank was... Um, yeah. It was, it was the coach's fault. The co- coach was holding him back. Yeah, coach yeah. was holding him back, which I hundred percent agree with. Like yep. I, I really do think that Russell isn't broken. I, you know, I don't know about the whole Ru- let Russ cook kind of deal. 
Um, but I don't think Russell is broken. I do think, yes, if you took Russell Wilson again, if you took Russell Wilson in fantasy football this year, you you had you a bad got, year. You got cooked yeah, by yeah, Russ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You probably had a really bad year. Uh, but if Shout Sean Payton, if Sean Baton goes there, you got to draft Russell. You, Ru- Russell yeah. goes back into the top ten of quarterbacks next year. I truly believe that. So I just keep an eye on that. I think it does depend on the offensive coordinator there. But I do think the Broncos understand, A, you paid this guy a lot of money. So, B, you need to support him and give him an offense that he's going to be able to succeed in. I think this ownership group will find that. I think the GM will find that, whoever that may be. But we all know it obviously wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. I, I, I really do think that he was holding him back. Now, there is one thing that happened this year that, one, no one could have ever predicted. But it almost makes you wonder about Russ. Geno Smith threw for more passing yards this year than Russell Smith. I mean, Russell Wilson has. <laughs> Russell Wilson has in his entire career. Yeah. Yeah. So Geno's first year as a starter in yeah. Seattle cooked Russ, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. It is very interesting. Um, I. I you know, I, I don't know what to think about that. I, you know, I I, I, was, I saw the stat as well, and I honestly don't know what to think about that. Um, what I do know is this. The Seahawks need to re-sign Geno Smith. That's yep. what I know. They, they need to re-sign Geno Smith. The rest of it, you can read into it for whatever you may. But Well, one here's one thing. Geno Smith is going to get his first payday. Yes, real payday. Yep. Yeah. Which real, is really exciting. Since for him. he was a rookie, his yeah. real first real payday since he was a rookie. So very cool for him. But I do think he, like, when people are like saying, oh, yeah, Seattle's going to go out and go get a rookie uh, rookie quarterback. No, no, they're not. No, they might, not. but it's not one of the top guys. No, I don't, I don't see it. I think they'll get some veteran backup quarterback to back up Geno. Geno's their guy. Geno's very clearly the guy. He runs that system, and he runs it well, and I think everything's vibing with him right now. All right, let's move on here, Charlie. Giants-Eagles, another game that happened, but no one really cared about unless you're an Eagles fan. Jalen Hurts didn't look good in this game. Or if you were going for the number one seed. Now, now they won it. Yeah. They got it. They got the number one seed, so it has to go through Lincoln Field. But Lincoln Financial. They, um, they won by one score against... The Giants, JV. Yeah. Now they had the game script to protect Jalen. Jalen was very obviously protecting himself. It mm. sounds like he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, it does sound like that. That's really and concerning. I don't, I don't doubt it because I've had that same injury from the scooter accident. But they Incident. get a week. Incident, I they, would call it. Yeah, that's probably a good term for it. Uh, they do get an, an extra week off, obviously, at this point. So that will be beneficial for Jalen. But it's still concerning. It's still concerning. Because, like, no matter who you get in that first round, if you're the Eagles, it's it, like if you get the Giants, I don't want to play the Giants right now. I don't want to play the Giants right now. So, I don't know. I, I, I think something to keep an eye on. They didn't look great. And taking a week off, honestly, besides Jalen, might be the worst thing for this team. Jalen might be the only one who actually benefits from taking a week off. The rest of the team, they looked rusty as hell. They looked they looked like really rusty, Charlie. Yep. Like bad. 
So I don't know. Here are I, the Eagles possible, the teams that they could possibly play. Um, Seattle, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are the four possible teams they can play in the first round. Yeah, not easy. Right. Uh, definitely not easy. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'll be curious to see how it how it finishes for the Eagles. Um, but like I said, and there's no way to truly read into the future here, but the Eagles, Eagles are going to have a tough matchup. I truly believe they're going to have a tough matchup. They did what they needed to do to get that, that week off. Yeah, exactly. Um, sounds like they're going to need it. So, all right, let's move on here. Cardinals Niners, Charlie, I'm going to throw it to you. Charlie, the, the biggest thing here, and I want you to touch base on it. Obviously, J.J. Watt retiring. Yes. Awesome career. I do truly believe, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. I think he probably is as well. I don't think it's close. Um, But, Charlie, obviously the Niners handled their business and did what they needed to do. Yep. And as much as I didn't like to see it, I really did like to see that J.J. Watt went out with two sacks. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I thought one sack was enough, but, you know, he went and got a second one, whatever. Yep. But um, uh, Brock Purdy looked good. He's had seven touchdowns in four games. He was the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Month. And Christian McCaffrey was the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Um, George Kittle's just doing his thing. Defense looked good. I think they could have looked better against that team with that quarterback. But, well, they, you know, went to Trace McSorley because uh, David Blau got hurt. Um, Yeah. We won 10 straight. Longest active streak in the NFL. I mean, I don't want to play the Niners right now. I don't know anyone that would want to play the Niners right now. They look like the best team in the in. Maybe the NFL right now. I, I would argue that. Uh, I mean, so my question to you is this, and it still stands. Can Brock get you to the Super Bowl? If he plays the way he has, absolutely. His numbers right now, since he's been starting, are better than Patrick Mahomes. If you compare the numbers over the past, I guess, five weeks, they are right there with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has like two more touchdowns, but it, but Patrick Mahomes also has two more interceptions. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I I think the only thing we have to see is, all right, now the lights are real bright. Yeah. Let's, let's see how let's you know see if that po- that what is now famous poise. Yeah. Get is still there. Um, getting more nervous by the freaking hour. <laughs> also, well, we'll get into it coming up and when we talk about this weekend's games. So, I want to ask you this. Going into the playoffs, obviously you play Seattle. I, I know they're a divisional foe, so but you guys have looked really good against them all year. But I want you to give your, me your overall thought. As a Niners fan, Charlie, what is going to be your your team's Achilles heel in the playoff? 
Like what what's the one thing that you're the most worried about in the playoffs? Like if a team can expose this one thing, what would it be? Um obviously there's not a wide variety of answers here just because of how well built you guys are it seems like this year, but if I want like I said, if you if a team could expose one thing, what's one thing that you think that the Niners could really struggle with down their line in a playoff game? Um, I, well, I person I think, or thing or I think it's Brock Purdy. It's it's kind of based on what we've seen. I literally have nothing to worry about. The playoffs are different, and he's pretty much the only one on our roster besides other rookies, but that doesn't have playoff experience. Um, I just hope that he's able to keep his poise, and um. I'm trying to think. There, there was something I thought about the other day, but oh, yeah, we we need to stay healthy, but we're getting healthier by the day. So here's here's one big answer that I haven't, I I didn't get a chance to look it up, and I was waiting to hear on the radio. But Dre Greenlaw was out last week, mm-hmm. and that I mean, Dre Greenlaw should have been a Pro Bowl linebacker. I mean, he's been. I wouldn't have. There's not a duo in the the NFL that I'd rather have than Fred Warner and and Dre Greenlaw. So it is going to be extremely important that we get him back, whether it's this week or or you know any week. But um, yeah, we just. So I want to I want to ask you one last question, and we can move on here. Who's the one team you're worried about the most? And that if you like, regardless of who, regardless of seeding NFC in the NFC, who's the one? Not I'm not saying. Like I said, I'm not saying it's a perfect world because whoever you're the worried about the most could very well get knocked out this week or next right, week, whatever. Right. But like, if you're looking at the entire NFC playoff picture as a Niners fan, who are you worried about the most? Um, are you looking up or are you looking down? Well, there's only one team above us. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Are you looking up or are you looking down? I'm more worried about the Eagles than I am the Vikings. But with Jalen Hurts being banged up, although, you know, he could heal up and be just fine. Dak loves throwing interceptions. The Giants are interesting to me. Okay. One, they are the giant. The New York Giants are just in my head when it comes to NFC playoff football. Yeah. So I didn't. I really didn't want to play them in the first round because I would have been a nervous wreck all week. And not that I'm not. It's right. the playoffs. Right. But Mike Straub knows. Just you know, the Giants are in my head. I really think we have a much better football team than them but they're interesting to me and we haven't played a team quite like them yeah yeah you know what i mean it's yeah, just, yeah, they yeah. Just play no, I differently. i think if i'm if i'm you yeah the team i'm worried about the most tempe buccaneers only because of their play style and the play style that would they would more likely play against you which would be to tom brady 
slow it way down, eat up like eight minutes, five to eight minutes each possession, right? And the defense is good enough to kind of give Brock and that offense some fits. But like, it would just be a slow slugfest of a game. And I'm not saying that the Niners wouldn't come out on the top end of that. I'm just saying that's who I probably... Those are like like Green Bay. Like I I always thought like if Green Bay made it in, they were gonna. I would be scared shitless of a Niners fan yeah. just because of the way they played. Like now, slow it down, run the ball a ton, just kind of link, like bleed the clock and just kind of keep the chains moving. And Tampa Bay's been playing much better the past couple of weeks, but we did just play them four weeks ago with Brock Purdy and we beat them thirty five to seven and we pulled Brock Purdy basically before the fourth quarter and started. That, that might be more of a reason why I would be more concerned about playing them because obviously nothing, you know, lightning very little, very, it doesn't strike twice in an area of very often. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it would be tough to do. Um, but I do know that like it, like I've, as an unbiased NFC fan, I obviously I'm cheering for the Niners now in the NFC. Right. I would love to see the Niners go. I have skin in the game this year as I didn't have in the previous games. I would love to see Christian McCaffrey host a Super Bowl trophy. And Brock Purdy, Iowa uh, it, State. Exactly. Like I, that would be such a cool story. It would be awesome. And I love you know me. I love Kittle. I, I love I really truly right. like the But Niners. you've got two guys that there's yeah. actual skin in, in Exactly. There for you. So I really I really am cheering for the Niners in the NFC. As as a somewhat unbiased NFC fan, I want to see Niners Eagles cuz I think that would be a I would that get your popcorn ready because I think that would be a high scoring game. It would be almost be like the college football semifinals. I think it would be. I'm not saying the score would be like that, right? But I think it'd be electric games. I think yep. it, I think it would just be an absolutely phenomenal game. Be a great game to watch. It could be one to go down for the ages if Jalen was healthy and both teams were were out there and playing their best. I think that would that would be a phenomenal game. Phenomenal yeah, that game. it would be electric and terrifying. And a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Chuck, let's move on to another game that only mattered for one of these teams. Seahawks end up beating the Rams and getting in. Uh, Charlie, the Seahawks did what the Seahawks have done all year long. Uh, Gina Smith played a relatively good game. Uh, and Kenneth Walker ran it down their throats. Um, you know, we'll, And we'll, they almost lost. And, and they almost lost. That's right. Uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts? I, I, you know, the Seahawks are in, so I don't really want to talk too much because the Seahawks are still going and their season's not over yet. But what's your thoughts on McVay? What's your thoughts on Baker? Um, you know, if McVay doesn't come back because now there's a bunch of rumors saying that he won't, uh, what does Baker do? Where does he go? Um, you know, kind of what's your thoughts on the Rams moving forward as a NFC West uh, opponent? If McVay goes, Baker is the biggest loser because I, I do think Baker's stock just went way up. He's going to be back in the conversation. He's going to have suitors, whether as a... Compete. I think he'll be a backup quarterback somewhere next year. He's, in my opinion. In my opinion. If McVay does my, not return. In my opinion, he's definitely a backup quarterback somewhere next year. And I think that he could be signed to compete for a starting job. I don't think he's going to be signed as an outright starter. Correct. Um, I would agree with that. Um, kind of like with the Panthers last year, although he was basically signed as a starter. Yeah. Um, which... Oh, well, well Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold got hurt. I was going to say, well, which maybe, but either way, um, but ba- Baker 
there's there's some there's some blood to be squeezed out of that finger. Or that's the thing people say. people say that all the time. People say that all the time. <laughs> uh, I Who's almost, people? I almost convinced myself until you you, <laughs> you moved your head. You didn't move your entire body, but your whole head moved out from behind the mic to look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Listen, I've heard off the schneid. You've heard off the schneid. I've never heard. I've never heard that. What'd you say? Blood from a finger? Yeah. I've never heard that. There's some blood to be squeezed out of that finger. I've never heard that in my life. Uh, I like it. We'll start it. All right. It's like sniffing. Sniffing around. uh, No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sniffing the butthole. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I came up with that on the fly, but it sat, it just I was trying to say something else, could not at all remember what I was trying to say. <laughs> so, so just said that. We'll roll with it. Roll yeah. with it. All right. Um, Squeezing the blood out of the finger. Yeah, right? so there's, some, Got there's it. some blood to be squeezed out of that finger. You Hell know? Yeah. He showed he showed he's there's some blood left. Yeah. Um and I, I think that he'll go somewhere. I really don't think McVeigh's gonna come back. This I, year. It doesn't look like it. It looks like McVay could be the, the next Sean Payton. Right. And like and, I, I'm not saying it, it would be a one-year hiatus. I was going to say, it might just be a, it might be a few-year hiatus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It might be more like uh, John Gruden. I don't know if it would be that long. Yeah. But I think that that dude, is he is such a football guy, you know? And, and like, so he coaches so hard. He takes it. He probably goes 1,000 miles an hour from... The second the Super Bowl's done until they're not playing mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl or they are. Yeah. Um, and I bet – and then he's got a lot going on with his family. His grandfather, John McVeigh, 49ers legend, died. Um, his wife, wife's family was finally able to get back to Ukraine. There's just a lot going on. He's young. He's got a new wife. Yeah. He I, needs to I, like, I just, I, yeah, I probably wants to take a step back. Exactly. And I, I 100% agree. And I, I can understand. I can absolutely understand because I, I see that perspective. I see being that young. I see being the head coach and understanding the amount of responsibilities that go with it. I, like I said, you know, Charlie, like. And I see also, that I am very aware of that situation at this point right. in my life as well. And like I, I I can understand and I see the benefits from stepping away for a while because I would be just like McVeigh. Like I'm not going to do anything half-ass. I'm not going to do anything half-ass. And so if I don't feel like I'm all in, I would want to step away until I felt like I could go all back in. And you, if you would think about Sean McVeigh's trajectory – to get to the point where he is now. Like, think about how long he's probably, like you said, he's been grinding for, right? He's so young, but he's been devoting his entire life to football. And last year it peaked winning the Super Bowl, right? You can't go any further than that. And then he, he just absolutely plummeted this year. And that's kind of the Super Bowl hangover. And unfortunately it went way worse than, than sometimes it happens to most teams. Um, but I think it's draining more than anything else. I think it's super draining. And I respect Sean McVay. If Sean McVay steps away, I can absolutely respect it. Yeah, at and 1,000%. I can't, say, 1,000%. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. Right. Like, I, I really don't think that I, I... I think I might do the same thing if I was Sean McVay at this point. Like, 
I I know you've kind of put the Rams in probably a bad position, and you're probably putting Les Snead, the GM, in a bad spot. Yeah, but is but it like Les Snead put them in a bad position with the draft picks? Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And like you know how he comes back, it's kind of like, again, it's like the Sean Payton thing. It's like how he handles the situation moving forward will be interesting. Um, I think he would be great on TV to fill that Sean Payton role. Who signs him? If he does go to TV, would be very interesting to see how much money he would make for literally maybe one-eighth of the amount of work that he probably does as a head coach. Um, But definitely something to keep your eye on. I agree. I don't know that he's coming back next year. I really don't. He's not fought any of the requests to interview, whether it's college or NFL, for his staff. Exactly. And he openly told them that they can interview elsewhere because he's not sure where he would be. That should tell you everything you need to know. I would think so. Um, There's a lot of players, though a lot of these guys they brought over came to play for Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. So I I wonder if they're now... If he decides to step away, and I think he does need to make – I know he's going to try to take his time, but as this coaching carousel starts really heating up, he's going to need to try to make a decision quickly and yeah. let them get a play on mm-hmm. on Sean Payton, who I lives in think, L.A., wants to be in L.A. Yeah, I kind of think – like now Raheem Morris got his first interview for another head coaching spot. I think if Sean McVay steps away, I think Raheem Morris could take that head coaching spot in L.A. Yeah, he could. Um, and yeah, he, it Raheem just seems Morris, like he would be the natural. And he's been a head coach, right? And a couple times. Once was a, a, a interim stint, but he was the head coach of the Falcons. Uh, so he's Bucks. he's done it. Thought it was Bucks. Interim for the Falcons, head coach for the Bucks. Okay, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah. One of the two. Definitely head coach for the Bucks. Yeah, I think it was interim for the Falcons. Okay. Af- yeah. I think Dan Quinn was fired mid-season, and Raheem Morris took over. Yeah, Dan Quinn definitely was fired mid-season. It was Raheem Morris that took over, for okay. sure. All right. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, he would be a natural takeover, but th- they need to let them like get those interviews in before all the – hot commodities are taken up if he decides to step away. But also what he told everyone was you guys, if you guys know me, you know, I'm an impulsive decision maker and this one, I'm going to really try to take the time to think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's possible if he's taking a year off, he might actually take a full year off, like not do TV, but he'll start to drive his wife crazy. Like he'll need to go do something with football. Then she'll push him back. Like, go on TV or go do something besides talk football with me. You know, uh, Spider 2Y Banana. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he'll get into TV for a year, and then he'll be a head coach. So if he takes a year off, I'm saying he's a head coach again three years from now. That's my timeline for Sean McVay. Okay. And he'll probably be like, what, 39? Uh, yeah, I think he's 30, what, 34 right now? Or 30, he's like really, he's, yeah, he could be 30, 37 when he gets his second head coaching job, yeah. three years removed. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Cowboys at Commanders. 
Uh, Sam Howell looked pretty good in this game, going against Cowboys number one def- or number ones. It wasn't the, the JV squad right. that we saw with the Giants. Um, again, the Cowboys kind of limpering into the playoffs, Charlie. I, I know we kind of relatively talked about this yeah, with my limpering. bad week, they're but um, is there anything else you wanted to add in onto this game? Dak is one of the most frustrating quarterbacks. And I don't think that that goes away in the playoffs. Okay. Ready to move on? Yeah. Sunday Night Football. Lions, Packers. Packers had everything on their doorstep, Charlie. And the Lions absolutely suffocated them. It was a close game to begin with. Second half, game change, man. Game change quick. Jamal Williams leading the NFL in touchdowns. Um... The Lions just they just they just beat them up. The Lions had their numbers this year. Um here's here's you know, we already talked about the Lions for the most part. Here's the main question and the most important question. Does Aaron Rodgers come back and play football next year? We won't know that until frickin' September. We're gonna so you know how much whole, he's owed next year. Yeah, we're gonna do this whole off-season saga that he does every year. He, you know, draws he's owed all this forty-three attention. million dollars next year. Yep, forty-three million dollars next year to come back and play. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I don't know that he restructures either. It, I think it's too early to even talk about it because it's gonna be talked about all off-season long. Like it, so you know. We'll we'll get back to that. I promise you, we will get back to that. Okay, all right. Uh, Charlie, Bryce, week eighteen is over. Let's talk our picks, buddy. All right. So this week, I went ten and six. You went eleven and five, and the listeners, finishing on a strong note, went thirteen and three. Yeah, they crushed it. I've got the grand totals. Yeah. And I did percentages because um, we don't all... You and I have the same amount of games, Mm. but the listeners don't, and our guest pickers Mm. did not. We'll start with our guest pickers. Okay. They went 32 and 32. (laughs) Right at 500. Nice. What a record. Um, Next... We'll go with me. I went 154 and 103. Okay. What's your winning percentage? 59.9%. Nice. Listeners went 149 and 92 for a 61.8 win percentage. Nice. 61.8? Yep. Okay. And finally, Bryce, you went 161 and 96 for a 62.6 Woo! win percentage. Two years in a row, Chuck. Two yeah. years in a row, baby. Well, well we, we always expect that you get, get the uh, the regular season. We'll see about our playoff bracket. Listen, here. I'm pretty good on my picks now. We'll see, we'll see about our playoff bracket. I'm brackets. pretty good on my picks now. We do need to have another playoff bracket. Um, we're going to have to figure that out. We have to get those details uh, to you guys and, and submit those brackets. Well, we've, we've got like 24 hours. 
Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, so we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure out something online and we'll send it out. All right. All right. Um, and we'll do a five dollar buy in. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 We didn't we didn't really we kinda did it last year. We didn't really get a chance to really do it, but we'll find something like that this year. Yep. I'm sure there's something like that out there. We could definitely do. All right, Chuck, let's get into playoff football. Charlie. That's what I'm talking about. Whew. That feels good to talk about. Football Americano Day playoffs. That's right. I'm yeah. sure that's not right, but, but I, well, I, you know, that's what you know, I said. Might be close enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Charlie obviously means a lot more to you than it does to me, but Charlie, we'll start this thing out with the first game, and it's your game. Seahawks travel to San Francisco to play the Niners. San Francisco is officially favored by 10 full points. Charlie, what our format's going to be. We're going to give love-hates for between the two of us. Obviously, we know year-long fantasy is done for, but you guys know we love playing daily, and we will give you all the daily advice that you might want. So, Charlie, we'll give love-hates. We'll give our. We'll talk about the games a little bit. We'll finish off with our picks, and we'll move on to the next game. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, Charlie, who is your love-hate? Seahawks at the Niners. San Fran's favored by 10 full points. I uh, love George. It seems like he's a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored. I may have said this about Brock, actually, but I meant George. George has scored seven touchdowns in the past four games. Um, so that's big time. Um, I hate Gino. Mainly just they have a stud running back that they're going to try to pound the rock to. And... Uh, there's a nasty pass rush on the other side. Uh, that's kind of my thought. I, I, you know, my hate is not like a genuine hate. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't start him. I'm just yeah. It's a lesser of a like. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's kind of how some of these are, especially it's a you dislike. Know, it's as a dislike. Yeah, exactly. Especially as we <laughs> get in playoff football, these guys are good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. My love is going to be um, CMC. I just think he is so involved in the offense, but I absolutely understand the Kittle. Uh, And my hate is going to be Kenneth Walker. I I just think that you guys are going to follow the same blueprint, which means that you're going to make the Seahawks pass it. And I don't know that they'll be able to do that. Charlie, what do you expect from this game? Like, What do you expect from the Seahawks? Obviously, the third time playing against the Seahawks. Back home in San Fran. I almost said Candlestick Park, but it's Levi. Um, what do you expect to see from the Seahawks? What do you expect to see from the Niners? Uh, and I figure we all probably know your game pick at this point. So kind of give us your synopsis on what the game. Here's the thing about Seattle. The past four weeks, I believe. Maybe the past six weeks. But they're ranked seventh overall in defense. That means... They are better than at least half of the playoff field. Um, they're sixth in third down stops. So they're getting people off the field. Um, and that's what we need to do is stay on the field. We need to keep Gino and that offense off the field. We need to control the clock, run the ball well. Um, their rushing attack is top 10 in the past six weeks. Kenneth Walker's been doing great stuff. I'm not excited. Like you would think that when I I realized probably week 16 and I was looking at who could be the seven seed, 
The seventh seed is going to be someone that has been hot recently. Mm -hmm. And of the three options, Seattle's probably the least hot of who else could it could have been the Lions or the or the Packers. They haven't been as hot as those two teams were. But you know what they say all every time. It's hard to beat a team three times. Um, now, we completely swept, swept the entire division this year. But it is hard to beat a team three times in a row. Um, and we're not looking at it like that. It's We're beating a team this week. They are a different team than both times we played them. Uh, just the way they're playing. Uh, San Francisco, they have started to slip defensively the past six weeks. Their numbers probably aren't as good as Seattle's. Um, it, it'll be a test, and I'm, I'm excited for it. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think the Seahawks are who they are offensively. It's only a matter of question, in my opinion, of whether the Seahawks can get some stops defensively. I think that's the X factor in this game is Seattle's defense. Um, obviously, we know the Niners have been on a roll, and they're going to stay on a roll here. I think we all kind of understand where this game's going to go um, once we put our game picks in here. But um, Seattle Seattle will move the ball. Seattle will move the ball. They've, they've been able to do that. They will find ways to do it. I think they will have more success in the air than they will on the ground uh, doing it. Um, but I do think it will come down to Seattle's defense and how many plays or takeover or sorry takeaways they can get uh, against the Niners' offense here. Um, I just think that the Niners are a better team overall, and I think the Niners will do what they do. Um, but obviously, as we all know, Charlie playing a team three times that's that's not an easy thing to do. Um, I think that the Niners probably cover the spread. So I think they cover the full 10 points. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my score prediction, and I hope you uh, I hope you give me yours as well. I'm going to say Niners win 24-13. That was the exact score of our last game. Was it? Yep. So I and I I 24-13 is the first thing Oh that no, came I'm to so mind. sorry. I'm so sorry. It was 21-13. Never mind. Okay, so I'm going to 24-13. But I do also think it could be a little bit more high scoring. I think it could be like 27-16, something in that range. Um, I, you know, I don't know how many touchdowns the Seahawks scored. That's That to me is what's throwing my mind off. I think the Seahawks could probably score a touchdown and try and go for a two-point conversion because they're behind in the game. And that's what could give you 16 there. Um 24-13, 24-16, I think they're both kind of the same score, really, at the end of the day. It's only a matter of question of whether the Niners cover the full 10 points. In my opinion, I'm going to go with 24-13, Charlie. Niners win. 24-13? Yep. Um, all right. I wanna, I'm want i going to write our scores down, I figure. Okay, all right. Um, so you're going Niners. Niners, 24-13. Um, I'm going Niners and I'm going to go 30 to 16. Okay. I could see it. 
I just, I think Kittle gets absolutely Kittle has a touchdown at least. Yeah, I agree. With you. I think he's going to stay hot. I think Christian probably gets in there for a touchdown as well. Um, after that, there's there's no there's no guarantees. But keep your eye on Elijah Mitchell. That's all I'm saying. Keep your eye on Elijah Mitchell. He looked, I love I love Elijah Mitchell. He, he looked had really two good last week. Last yeah, week. he looked really good last week. So um, I think he will be the key for them moving forward. Uh, it won't be Christian. It'll be Elijah Mitchell. All right, Charlie. Let's move on. So that was Saturday's first game. So that's Saturday at one o'clock is your game. Saturday at four o'clock is Chargers at the Jaguars. Saturday at eight fifteen. Our game's at four thirty-five. Oh, is that what it is? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So Saturday eight fifteen. Chargers at the Jaguars. L.A. is actually favored in this game, Charlie, by one and a half points. Charlie, I'm going to come back to you. What's your love hate? Um, I love Trevor Lawrence in this one, and it's because I think this is going to be a shootout type game, yep. and they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Mm-hmm. I think both quarterbacks will. Right. Uh, my hate is Etn for mm. that reason. Now I do think he's going to be involved in the passing game. I I really do. Um, but again. Our hates are like dislikes. We're in playoff football. These guys are good. Um, but, yeah, he he's he's not someone that I would necessarily shy away from, but maybe less than his project. Ah, mm. It's just hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Hard to say. So, my love is going to be Austin Eckler, um, but I do really like both quarterbacks in this scenario. I think this is going to be a really fun game. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I think this is going to be a really fun game. I think both these teams are very equally matched. Um, but I, I really think this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a good. Both of these young quarterbacks' first playoff start. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that will play a big part in it. Um, I think the game could probably come down to which defense would get a stop because uh, we know kind of what both offenses are at this point. Um, so I, I'll be curious to see how it goes here. Um, but. My love's going to be Austin Eckler. My hate is going to be Evan Ingram. Only because he seems to be less involved over the ne- next like over the last couple games. Uh, and I just think Trevor is finding more guys, more time and room on the outside here, Charlie. Um, Charlie, I'll give you kind of my synopsis here. So, I, I again, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um if I'm tuning in, if I'm a random NFL, if I'm not even an NFL fan, I probably turn into this, tune into this game over any other game, just because I think it's probably the most equally matched game, um, considering all things. Um, but I would expect this to come down to an old school shootout. Like I said, I really think it's going to come down to which defense can get a stop or a turnover when they need it the most. Um, unfortunately, I think that might come down to one of these two young quarterbacks making a mistake, which leads to the defense, uh, getting that stop that they need in that scenario. Uh, Charlie, this is going to come down to the wire here. Um, and I'm not sure, I don't want to get my game pick yet, but I want to hear what your kind of, uh, idea for this game will be. And then we'll do game picks after that. One thing that I don't think it's, it's. You cannot discredit his coaching experience in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Doug Peterson won in pretty ridiculous ways <clears throat> um, with a backup quarterback. Now, 
I am not encouraged by the way Trevor Lawrence played last week. Yeah. Although that was the game to to get the win is great. And that was the game since they won to have that game, learn from it, be able to pick it up this week. Um, Brandon Staley is known for perhaps making some questionable decisions. I think they both are at this point. Yes. Um, but Philly Special made Doug Peterson a genius, but that could have easily gone the wrong way, and he wouldn't be probably the head coach of the Jags. Um, so, yeah. The, <clears throat> I expect Eckler to have a day, especially if Mike Williams is out. The reason why Eckler had such a great season, I think, is because they could not keep their two best playmakers outside of Eckler and Herbert on the field. And when they did, that team was unstoppable. If Mike Williams plays, I think that he will play, first of all. But I do think it will be in somewhat of a decoy fashion because the first time that he goes up for one of his signature one-on-ones, I think he'll be okay until the safety comes to meet him as soon as he hits the ground with the ball in his hands in the back. And it's going to, I mean, it's going to be, I don't want to say the word, but it, it'll be really tough for him to, if it the back bruise was as bad as the pain that he was in in that moment, um, he was writhing for sure. So I kind of think he'll play even in that decoy sense. Look for DeAndre Carter. Look for Jalen Guyton, um, Gerald Everett. But Austin Eckler is going to have a big role in this game, I think, either way. Game pick? Mm, you go first. I'm I, going Chargers. Okay. I know it's a surprise, but I just think... It's not that big of a surprise because it's such a coin flip. Yeah, I, I just think the Chargers, I think her, I think it could come down to the quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, I trust Herbert slightly more than I trust Trevor Lawrence at this point. I'm going Chargers get the win 34-28. No, 34-31. Jacksonville technically has been the hotter team in the past month. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville had a Basically a playoff game last week. And they won ugly, but they won. The Chargers had a meaningless game that they decided to start all their starters for and lost to not a very good Broncos team. I think I'm going to go Jacksonville here. Okay. Do it. Um, What's your score? I kind of like 34-31. Okay, but just flipped. Yeah. All right. All right. 31. All right. Jacksonville. Yep. I like I do really think this is going to be a high scoring affair. Yep. I ain't a close one. I kind of like can I change my score? No. Okay. What why where, where you want to go? I with? would just say 34-28 cuz I think the the team I think it could come down to the team trailing needs to score a touchdown to win the game and I don't know that they will. Were you going to give that to me or no? I'm okay with it either way at this point. I just think it'll be more than a 
than a field goal okay. away. I think it's going to be more than, you know, they need a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. 34-28? Yeah. Chargers. Uh, I might be having a pen issue. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, while you're figuring that out, uh, we'll move on to Sunday. So Sunday starts at 1 o'clock. We have three games on Sunday here, Charlie. Uh, the first game on Sunday, Dolphins at the Bills. Buffalo's favored by 13.5. Now, you might be asking, why is that spread so large? It's because Skylar Thompson's playing. Teddy Bridgewater out or serving as the emergency backup. Tua, absolutely out. Skylar Thompson's in at quarterback for the Dolphins. Charlie, my love is going to be James Cook. I think the Bills are going to understand they had success against Miami in the first time running the ball. I just think this game not will get out of hand, but the Bills should control this game from start to finish. And the way they're going to do that is by running the ball. Therefore, I like James Cook. My hate is going to be Tyreek Hill. You could say Tyreek. You could say Waddle. I don't really know who's going to have the better day at the end. Um, But I don't love either one of them's output here. Again, you could get a touchdown from either one of them. I I truly don't know. But if I'm looking at this daily-wise, eh, Especially if Tyreek is is way more expensive than Waddle. I don't know that you get the payoff there for for Tyreek. So just something to keep in mind. It's Skylar Thompson. It's not even Teddy Bridgewater. Skylar Thompson. I think Mike McDaniel will have a good job and a good game plan for Skylar Thompson to have some success. But I just think without Tua, the, the Bills are hands down the better team here. Um, My love is Josh Allen. I hate Miami's pass catchers, and since we are doing daily, this one I actually do hate because of the price of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek both. Tyreek's going to be close to 9000 Jalen Waddle's usually in the 67 to 6800 range, and I just don't like that mm-hmm. with Skylar Thompson throwing the ball. Mike Gesicki has really been a non-factor. He caught an awesome pass that was not intended for him because Skylar Thompson got hit at the last second, and it Mike Gesicki might be a, well, I have more money than I realized I would with my flex play available. He's available. I'm okay with that. He might get some looks, um, but not a huge fan of Miami pass catchers for daily, um, considering the price you're going to pay for him. I... I like Buffalo in this one. I I don't think it's going to be close. What'd you say the spread was? Thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. I don't like that spread either. I know Buffalo is going to win, but I don't like the thirteen and a half. I, I would take Buffalo plus twelve or minus twelve. I, I just two score two touchdowns. No shot. I don't see that point. Miami went to Buffalo and played Buffalo really well. Now that was with Tua, um, but I just I just don't see that. I don't see two touchdowns. I, I think. My idea is that uh, Miami comes in here and plays relatively tough. I think Skylar Thompson is their issue here. Um, I think Buffalo wins this game. I'm going to say Buffalo wins 27 to 10. 
I know that means they do cover the spread, but yes, it <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll say. No, I'll stick with twenty-seven to ten. Okay. I know that means they they cover the spread, but I, I'm not. I don't. This makes me nervous. That spread makes me nervous. Buffalo or the the Dolphins played them really tough last time. They they, they played them really tough. It's Skylar Thompson. That's the joke. That's the Joker, right? Like that's that's the one that we. How do you judge that? I have a feeling Demar Hamlin's going to be on the sidelines. Um, it's a lot of motion. How how about how about some juice for that game? Yeah. Um. I've got Buffalo like thirty-three to thirteen. Mm. I, again, I, I could see it. I could see it. I, I went conservative on my score just because I think the Miami defense will hold them in this game all all day long. Um, they'll st- they'll keep Miami in this game. They'll keep Miami in this game. All right, but let's move on. Uh, to the four o'clock game on Sunday, Giants at the Vikings. Minnesota is only favored by three points, Charlie. By three points. See, I hear you on if you're gonna tune into one game, tune into this one or tune into the Chargers Jacksonville game. For me, it's it's might be this one because they the Vikings beat the Giants on a 61 yard last mm. second yeah. field goal last yep. time. Yep. Um, the Giants are playing good football, even with their, their JV played good football last week. Um, Brian Dayball has got something special. Wink Martindale is going to have a hell of a package for Kirk cousins. He had a great game plan last time. Um, Minnesota might have trouble with might have trouble throwing the ball just because I do think that the Giants secondary is pretty strong. They've played strong most of the year. Who's your love hate? Oh shit, sorry. I forgot about that part. I love Saquon in this one. Okay, so Giants at the Vikings, Minnesota's favored by three points. Your love hate is I love Saquon hate Adam Thielen. Okay. Who's your love hate? Uh, my love is uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, he had a he had a pretty productive day. Had about twenty five fantasy points on daily last time they played. I think he ran for a score and threw for a score. I would imagine the same thing's probably going to happen again. I, I think the key here is Daniel using his legs to keep them in this game. But we both know this Vikings secondary is trash. Yes, they're bad. Yep. They're bad, and it seems like the Giants now, wide receivers. Now, unfortunately, they get the best wide receiving core to go against. Yeah, as a bad secondary. Yeah, but I do think the Giants wide receiving <laughs> core is getting better. Like they are getting Richie James Jr. has emerged as a legitimate receiving threat for this offense. For this offense, Isaiah yeah. Hodgins has looked solid. Darius Slayton had a good game last. Kenny time Galladay had a touchdown. Is that right? Last week. Last week. Last week. Holy not, cow! Not the first time they played them, but yeah, they're they're building some steam here. So uh, I do think so. My love is going to be Danny Dimes. My hate is going to be Dalvin Cook. I, I just, I, you know. I don't know that I don't know that Dalvin's got the sauce anymore. I I just don't. They don't value him. I I don't I don't know. I I it's weird. My hate's gonna be Dalvin Cook. Charlie, what do you think is gonna happen in this game? How do you think this game plays out? 
Um, I think Vikings are probably going to start fast. Giants will hang in there. They probably won't. The Giants will be down at halftime. Wink Martindale makes the right adjustments. We get into an absolute down-to-the-wire freaking nail-biter. The Giants put themselves in position to kick a game-winning field goal. I think it is the same game script, but flipped. I think the Giants start hot. The Vikings start cold. But the Vikings will get hot late and put themselves in position to stay in the game all game long and put themselves in position to go kick a game-winning field goal. Charlie, who's your game pick? I've got the Giants. I'm going to go Vikings very nearly escape this thing. Charlie, what's your score? What uh, I've got... 27-24 Giants. Okay. I have... Mm. You know, it's definitely not going to be a defensive game because we both know this giant, this Vikings defense is trash. Um... I'm going to say 30 to 27 Vikings win. I don't know if you remember last year in the playoffs, I got two games. Perfectly right. The scores. Yeah. yeah you nailed it. Yeah. I and then there was a third that. game that I got the score right. And it was a three point game. It was game. flipped. It was flipped. Yeah. 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 You were, you were, you were like really good last year in the playoffs. It was weird. It yeah. Was it was freaky. Yeah. Freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We have Ravens at the Bengals, Charlie. Cincinnati's favored by nine and a half points. A little surprising for an a- another AFC North matchup here. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Burrow. I hate J.K. Dobbins because I think the Bengals are going to stack the box with either Anthony Brown or Tyler. I mean, if Anthony Brown, definitely they're going to stack the box. Tyler Huntley will open it up a little bit, but I'm not loving J.K. Dobbins in this because of it, although he's going to get volume. Um, Again, playoff football, yada, yada, yada. Who's your love-hate? My love is going to be T. Higgins. My hate is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Um, I have the Bengals winning this thing, Charlie. I I just think it's going to be another slug face. It's going to be slow rolling. I think this is slug faces. Yeah, I think it's honestly going to be a boring game. I do think Joe Burrow will probably have some pretty, pretty highlight throws to T or Jamar. Um, I mean, you know, you can kind of always count for that, but I do think it'll be relatively slow rolling. Um, I would say that. The Bengals would win this thing. I'm going to say 17 to 10. Oops. Um I'm going to say 27 to 10 Bengals. 9 and a half seems a lot though, doesn't it? Now, considering the Bengals, I mean the Ravens quarterback situation, I don't think that it is. Mm. 
All right. Monday night football. Last Although game. Although I do have to say, real quick, I do have to say Baltimore did hang in there. Yeah, they did. They were just Even keep, with Huntley. Uh, it was Anthony Brown last and, week. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. And they did kind of hang in there. That's what I'm saying. I think this game's going to be closer than what people think just <clears> because this is not an easy out for the Bengals. This is this is going to be a boring game, but it'll it'll be a good game, a good f- football nerd game, I guess you could say. Okay. So, all right, Monday Night Football, Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Obviously, we talked about it before. Cowboys are playing on a real grass surface, which apparently is their kryptonite. Yep. Apparently. But, Charlie, Dallas is still favored by two and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be Mike Evans. He's absolutely going to torch uh, Trayvon Diggs for a tutty, and it might be a big one. My hate's going to be Zeke. Buccaneers are going to shut down the running game. I think Pollard is probably the best option they have as a running back. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love TB12 in this one. Hmm. Fantasy-wise or just overall? No, I think kind of fantasy-wise. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to make mistakes. He's going to get the ball out quick because he has. He literally has to. He's going to get lots of completions, um, have a couple of big throws. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's my first quarterback in the playoffs. Um. But I do like him to be an efficient player in this game. I I, I kind of hate Dak. Okay. Um, because of interceptions. How do you think this game's going to play out? Can you count on Dallas to let you down? To let you down? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking here. I, I think again. I think this is going to be a slow, a slow game. I think it's going to be. Coming down to possession time, who's got the ball at last, um, that kind of thing. I hate to say it, but I I just think that the Buccaneers are going to have the ball last with a chance to go down and get a game-winning score, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, whatever it is. And I think they'll do it against this Cowboys defense. I'm going to go Buccaneers, unfortunately, get the win. I'm sick and tired of saying this shit. Sick and tired of Brady, and I hope I'm wrong. But I'm going to go Buccaneers, get the win. 24-17. I think this is... I'm going 2017. Same thing. They kick a game-winning field goal. Yeah. Brady gets them in position. Yeah, I could see that. I think a lot of this game will be played between the 30s. Um, I just think it's going to be a field goal fest, and I just I don't like this game for anyone fantasy wise. I do think Mike Evans will have a big a big score. I do think that the Panthers just invigorated them offensively with some life, and I think Mike Evans will get Trayvon Diggs to bite on a on a route, and he'll hit him deep for a, a nice little score there. So. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Well, that wraps it up for our wild card weekend. What I want to do is I want to go ahead and make our Super Bowl prediction. Although I don't want to predict who wins the Super Bowl, Charlie, I want to go ahead and give 
our listeners our AFC and NFC predictions for who will be playing in the Super Bowl. Charlie, you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. Charlie, in my Super Bowl, I have Buffalo playing the San Francisco 49ers in what should be an epic, epic game. It would be a phenomenal game. So I think before the season started, I had Buffalo, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Um, I have the Cincinnati Bengals playing the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Mm. I just think there's a whole lot of emotion behind the Buffalo Bills, and it seems like fate is driving them. Well, I think the Bengals are a little pissed off about some of the things that have transpired since that Monday night. And I kind of think they have what they need mentally to beat anyone in the AFC um, and get themselves to the Super Bowl. That's what I got on that. Yeah, I like I said, I, I think you could make the same argument. You kind of made the argument for the Bills, talking about the Bengals. But I just think the emotions are riding high for Buffalo and I think Buffalo is kind of primed for their run. I think this is their time. And I know, you know, I, I think the the Buffalo Bills kryptonite will be being able to get uh, pressure on the quarterback with a four-man rush. That will be their kryptonite. If they can't do that, I don't see Buffalo going very far. But I do think they find a way to figure it out. They manufacture those those that rush or, uh, you know, secondary Micah Hyde looks like he's going to come back here and make a nice little playoff run with the Bills. I, I think this is the Bills' year. I really do. I think this is the Bills' year, and, I, and I'm curious to see who they end up playing and how they end up getting there throughout the throughout the year. So, Bills versus Niners, that's my Super Bowl pick, Charlie. All right. We Are we doing some smooth jazz? We're about to do some smooth jazz. Are you ready to do smooth jazz? I'm ready. Charlie. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Slow it down. Nice and smooth, like easing on those brakes, just like your driver's ed teacher told you to do, Charlie. <laughs> nice and smooth, like don't pump them too hard. Just nice and easy, consistent pressure down on those brakes, Charlie. Let's slow it down and get to... The second best segment in podcasting, which is your smooth jazz daily advice of the week, Charlie. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. What's why is it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, go ahead, Charlie. I want to start this off with a quarterback who's smoother than none other. That is the one, the only, the Daniel Dong Dimes, Daniel Jones. At a smooth, cool $5,600, Charlie, going against arguably one of the most mouth-watering <laughs> matchups and a defense who's playing historically bad. Charlie, I like Daniel Dino Dong Jones to pop off and absolutely pay off 
his mere $5,600 payoff. Charlie, I like Daniel Dong for what he can do in the pass game, but I also like what he's going to do in the running game. If Daniel Dong is going to have success this week, it's going to also be using his legs. I like Danny Dimes to walk in for a tutty and boost that daily fantasy score. Charlie, my quarterback this week, Danny Dimes at only $5,600. That's a steal you can't say no to. Charlie, moving on to my running back. You know I like value, Charlie. But there's sometimes when you need to go out and you need to go to Harris Teeter and you just need the top of the line (laughs) New York strip steak. You know what I mean? (laughs) And by that I mean (coughs) Christian McCaffrey at (laughs) $8,900. Charlie, he's below my threshold. I won't, You know me. I won't pay a dime over $9,000. But guess what? He's under it for the fantasy value that he will return you throughout this game, Charlie. I love CMC. Charlie, it's not a bad thing to pay for a nice New York steak sometimes. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. You got to go get that Wagyu sometimes. That you Wagyu. Know what I mean? You won't ever regret it. And you don't ever look at the price tag. That's the main thing, buddy. <laughs> well, I just got to say on that, last week he had 16 points, but he was pulled in the third quarter. That's right. That's not going to happen this week. Right. He's going to play this whole game. That's right. Charlie, let's move on to the wide receivers here. Charlie, the wide receiver pool here this week is a little convoluted. And you're going to have to really dissect who you like, what matchups you like, and who you think is going to actually pop off this week and be a main contributor for their team's offense. Charlie, I'm going to start it off with the more expensive of the two here, Keenan Allen. Although you are high on Mike Williams playing, you did also say you believe Mike Williams will be more of a decoy role which means that the one, the only, the young, the skipper, Keenan Allen, will mean more and more to his team and that offense than anyone else as a pass-catching person will be. Charlie, I like Keenan Allen this week at only $7,000 to be a solid fantasy wide receiver daily play here this week. Charlie, moving on to my second wide receiver. This guy is just oozing with big play potential. I told you I believe he's going to find his way into the end zone at least once, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's twice or even trice. Trice. That's right. I'm talking like about the, Obi. I'm talking about the one, the only, the six foot four Mike. Evans, Charlie, at $6,900, Mike Evans is going to cook Trayvon Diggs for big plays. Big plays means big points on daily. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a high ceiling, Charlie. Mike Evans at only $6,900. Him and Keenan Allen, I like consistent play. You're going to get points between those two wide receivers, Charlie. Let's move on to the tight end position. And now, Charlie, All right. 
This guy had a mediocre regular season, but turned it on late, and he is clearly the number one tight end in fantasy football right now. That is the one, the only, and not Travis Kelsey. It is the George slash Greg Kittle. Mm. BCB has been finding him no matter what. And Charlie, not only is BCB finding George Kittle no matter who he's playing, but he's also playing the worst team guarding a tight end position in the Seattle Seahawks. I love BCB in the George Kittle matchup this weekend, Charlie. You can absolutely count George Kittle for one. Maybe two, maybe three toddies, and at least a hundred yards on the low. There you go, big cock. Sling it. Slanging that To Kittle. To Kittle all night long, Charlie. I love Mm. George Kittle at only $6,100, Charlie. How could you not fire him up as your one and only tight end of the week, Charlie? Love it. Love it. Charlie, I'm going to wrap this thing up here with a defense that you know I won't pay a penny over $3,000 for. And Charlie, this defense is going to play well. They're going to restrict some points, and they'll probably have a couple takeovers because of the quarterback they're playing against. Charlie, I'm talking about the one, the only, the Todd Bowles-led Buccaneers defense at only $2,600. It seems like a setup. It seems like a steal. But, Charlie, I promise you it's real. Mm. The Buccaneers defense at only $2,600. I like the investment on returns here. I expect the Buccaneers defense to get some takeaways, to get some sacks, and to get some turnovers here. Buccaneers defense, $2,600. Charlie, that's my defense of the week, and that wraps up my daily fantasy for Wild Card Weekend, Charlie. Uh, Carlton Davis will be back for the Bucks defense, the corner. That is a big get for them. And that'll, uh, yeah, that Dak, that, that boy Dak likes to throw picks. So, Charlie, Danny Dimes is my quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is one of my running backs. I have Mike Evans and Keenan Allen as two of my three wide receivers. I have George Kittle and wrapping it all up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, Charlie. I like what I'm going to get on those guys. Those consistent point getters will allow me to A, spend up to go get them, but B, also utilize some guys in some cheaper spots with high ceilings and low floors, Charlie. Mm. I love my daily play for the week. That's a good daily play this week. I like that. I like that. I like I like all of them. You should, because I won daily last week, even though it was only three of us who played Yep. <laughs> so we want everyone to join daily this week. Yeah, yeah. And we will do a better job of setting up the link. That's probably on me for not getting it out to social media. Uh, it seems like we have kind of lost some steam on that. But now that there are less games to bet on, I think it makes life a little bit easier for people who are newer to the daily fantasy lineup. Uh, but it also means that you might have more... Um, more lineups that are more similar to others. So my advice to you, obviously I gave you my daily advice of the week, 
Don't be afraid to take a chance on someone who may not be in a typical lineup, okay? Someone who's probably a little bit cheaper. You can spend up and get consistent points where you know you're going to get them, but also don't be afraid to take a chance on some cheaper guys because normally those cheaper guys are the ones who end up winning you some money at the end of the day. Charlie, you know like I do, you got to take your chances here and there. It's about being strategic on those chances, on those guys, in the right moment and opportunity, Charlie. That's what it comes down to when it comes to daily daily fantasy lineups on Wild Card Weekend. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up. Bryce? Charlie, let's do the best segment in podcasting. Let's do it. Charlie. This will wrap it up. Yeah. Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week is the fact that Scott Fitterer, the Panthers GM, said that it would be a relatively small list of candidates for the head coaching position for the Carolina Panthers. He needs to do some soul searching because that list has now gone up to 10. Count them 10. Count them 10 candidates or people that they have requested to interview for their head coaching vacancy. Charlie, in my opinion, that ain't no small list. That damn show ain't no small list, Charlie, in my yeah, opinion. That's, that's a lot of people. So, Charlie. Got to cast a wide net. The Panthers kind of chapping my ass a little bit here. All right. On the head coaching search and the vacancy here. All right, because what was supposed to be a relatively small list has ballooned to 10-plus people. In my opinion, that ain't no small list. No, that's not a small list. So, Charlie, the Panthers' head coaching vacancy is chapping my ass. It's hard to keep up with. Yep, yep. Uh, The Giants, the New York Giants are chapping my ass because they didn't start their starters. They could have beaten those Eagles. Dropped the Eagles down giving us the one seed so we had a buy but you know what i kind of like the idea of keeping our momentum going so whatever but it did it did kind of chat my ass and i texted mike i was like yo have you talked to dayball have you called brian up figured out what his thinking is get these boys on the field giants literally could not move whether they won or lost so i guess i get it it's not my style of, you know, when I, you know, cuz I'm a head coach and all. Mm-hmm. But uh anyways, that chat my ass. Bryce, Charlie. That's the end of this one. That is Wild Card Weekend. Thank you guys all Super for listening. Super Wild Card Weekend. It has been an awesome regular season. Congratulations to any of you fantasy football champs. All right, it's been a good year in the Sneed household for fantasy football. All right, we'll keep it at that. Shout out to any of you daily fantasy football winners. I won last week, but I don't really count it since there's only three people playing. We hope to see more and more players since the player pool has gotten a little smaller, Charles. It's a little easier now. Yeah. A little easier to make some picks. Yep. So shout out to anyone who joins. We'll put that up on social media. Make sure you guys are listening. Obviously, the picks... Pickums has gone great this year. We appreciate the fan interaction or listener interaction. It's been awesome. And obviously, as you can see, you're right on you're right on it. 
Hey, we're going to try to put out a, a, a playoff bracket. Please join. We'll do like a $5 buy-in. We'll uh, just give it your best shot. Let's see who comes out on top. Thanks for listening, y'all. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.